Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. Let's circle up, folks, because it's time for the Virginia Wrestling Roundup, a show by the Virginia Wrestling Association. The Virginia Wrestling Roundup is also brought to you by Cliff Keen Athletic, built for life. Get more information on Cliff Keen products by going to matttalkonline.com slash cliffkeen. I'm Jason Bryant, a proud Virginia native, and each month we'll talk about relevant events and topics as it relates to the landscape of VAWA and the wrestling community in the state of Virginia at large. As always, you can find out all you need to know about VAWA by going to virginiawrestling.com. Episode 8 of the Virginia Wrestling Roundup, a presentation of the Virginia Wrestling Association here on virginiawrestling.com and on mattalkonline.com. Jason Bryant, your host here. As always, going to be a big show today. We got some big names, we got some big news, and we got some big talk about the recent Wrestling World Championships. And you say, wait a minute, Wrestling World Championships? This is a VAWA show. Guess what, folks? VAWA had its footprint all over Vegas. But before we talk about that, uh, we're going to pitch it off to Andrew Farah, our executive director of VAWA. He's got some some big announcements, and he can introduce our first Olympic champion as a guest here on the show. Andrew, why don't you just uh, just take it away and with this little news break that you're giving the, the, the wonderful people of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Thanks, JB. Well, we're happy to have Kendall Cross, uh, uh, 1996 Olympic champion, on the show with us tonight. And Kendall is... Uh, is going to be coming to Northern Virginia and Washington um, about a month from now in October, and we will be conducting a clinic um, at my high school, Episcopal High School in Alexandria, Virginia, on Friday, October 23rd, and, and he has some uh, uh, some other stuff that he's going to be up to in Washington later in the weekend. So we were uh, really excited and, and fortunate to uh, work something out with Kendall and he's going to be coming uh, to the Northern Virginia and DC area as it is. And then um, the following day, Saturday, October 24th, uh, Steve Garland, Jordan Lean and Shelton Mack are going to be helping VAWA put on a uh, fall training day. And that's obviously the weekend before the super 32 and everybody wants to get some live action in, but nobody wants to step on the scale. And and we had a, a great turnout yeah. last year down at ODU. Um, but, uh, we're going to run it back this year, and, and Jordan Lean is going to be uh, showing showing some of his stuff, and Shelton Mack's going to be in there, and we may even get some of those UVA guys like Carson Allen and uh, and uh, some of those other guys with VA ties to get in and scrap with our high schoolers. So so we're excited to uh, have that stuff coming later this month, and and you know we're just busy right now getting everything ready for the for the winter seasons and making sure these youth leagues and and clubs have everything they need so they can hit the ground running this winter. 
Yeah, Kendall, I want to pitch this to you because apparently there's a relationship between you and Andrew. I can't quite figure out. It has to do with the great state of Texas. But uh, Andrew gives this call and says, hey, we, we want you to do a clinic up in Virginia. Obviously, uh, you know, what, what's your thoughts? Be like, man, I don't know about this fair guy. I'm going to come up and do a clinic in Virginia. <laughs> no, honestly, you, you guys have a good relationship. What's it What's it been like to work with Andrew over the years? And what's it mean to you uh, to kind of give it back to him a little bit and come to Virginia and do a clinic for VAWA? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to start off with this, man. You know, um, this clinic coming up um, at the end of October on the 25th, is it or 25th? Uh, 23rd. 23rd. Whoops. Well, I've got one on the 25th, too, so out there. So anyway, um, Andrew, thank you so much for, um, you know, uh, taking this on and, and promoting it and, and pushing it. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to come out, and uh, I do want to thank you for – you know, your energy and, and what you've done for, you know, put it together. Um, so, but let's back up. Um, Andrew, you know, he came to Texas, uh, I don't know, what, two years ago, two and a half, three years ago. About four, oh, yeah, anyway. three years there. Yeah. Yeah. It went by pretty quick. And, um, Andrew was, was amazing with our kids. Um, there was something infectious about his energy and the kids loved it and picked up on it. And, you know, aside from that, you know, I got to be around him in the, um, the Olympic movement and, um, you know, just, uh, an amazing guy. And I think, uh, Virginia amateur wrestling is, is very, uh, they should be, they should know they're blessed to have him involved. I think he's a, a huge asset to wrestling. And, you know, I was sad to leave, you know, I've sad to see him leave Texas, um, you know, because he's, he's kind of, the, he's, he's one of the guys, he's the type of guy that the Texas wrestling needs, you know, where Texas wrestling is and, um, where it can go, um, it could really use a guy like uh, Andrew, and so we miss him. And um, and I've told him that too. You know, it's really it's good to have him uh, here. As, you know, although short, uh, it was good to have him here. And um, so just know that Virginia wrestling should be a very very feel very blessed to have him on board. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna echo that statement too, Kendall, because uh, you know obviously I've known him and you kind of I mean I've I've known you a little longer than I've known him, but uh, you know every time I've you know heard Andrew's name, and this isn't just because uh, they're 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 stroking the check for this show, but uh, because uh, it's always been always been very positive, and even even when I told Andrew for the first time, I said you know there was a time at the Bison Turf in Fargo, North Dakota, where I totally smoked Kendall Cross in foosball. You know he he, he was a stand up guy because you know what. Kendall told me the exact same story, only the difference was is you won instead of me. So there's not a whole lot of difference in the stories. So, <laughs> so we, we go there. But, and, uh, and, and truth be known, I think you won. <laughs> uh, I know I won. Trust me. I've got a few victories over over good wrestlers in my day and things other than wrestling. And and, and a lot of them actually happened at the turf. You and foosball, Greg Jones and darts, uh, maybe some people in bags. I'm not quite sure. But uh, as we talk about the clinic, we're going to talk about the world championships here in a, here in a bit. And we're going to get Kendall's thoughts on that. But I uh, also want to turn it over to Bill Swink, the state chairman for VAWA, recently named the state chairperson of the year by USA Wrestling. And I got to think, Bill, a lot of that credit's got to go to being able to hire a guy like Andrew while we're on the Andrew Farrell love train right now. But Bill Swink, on behalf <laughs> of us, uh, we've, we've go back since I was in high school. Bill, congratulations on this. This is not just big for you personally, but this is actually a bigger indication of how things are turning around here in the state of Virginia. Yeah, thanks, uh, Twink. And, uh, yeah, it is. part of the credit has to go to Andrew, no doubt. Um, us being able to have a full-time employee has helped our uh, programs go in the direction that we wanted to go. Uh, we have a great uh, executive committee 
that we're working with. Uh, you know, Brian Hazard's on it, and we've got a bunch of ex-state chairmen that are still involved on it with Jack Harcourt, Steve Crocker, and Roy Hill. Um, so, you know, a lot of the credit goes to those guys and supporting the ideas we've had and getting things running in the direction that we think it needs to go, you know, supporting the youth leagues and uh, changing the way we do things for Fargo and our dual teams. Everything has changed and uh, we're going in a good direction. So um, they get most of the credit. I just, my name gets got on the uh, award. That's all. Yeah. And <laughs> even though I worked at USA wrestling for three years there, I had nothing to do with the award either. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the fact that you started a show that might have had something to do with it too, because this, maybe. Part, you know, yeah, hey, you know, we're all we're, we're first, gonna all sharing Bill's credit right now. We're the first state to, uh, you know, state association to have our own podcast. So we're doing a lot of things first or second, um, and that helps. Yeah, and you got a Spirit Award this year too. I'm sure that had something to do with it. We talked about that on the previous episode. Now we're going to shift gears a little bit and kind of focus on the World Championships. Izzy Silva joining us for the first time on the program, assistant coach at George Mason University, part of the women's national team staff at the World Championships this year. Izzy, first of all, you've been in Virginia. You've been in Virginia multiple times in the past, and in, in obviously wrestling events. But uh, now you're you're on staff with Joe Russell at George Mason. Uh, first of all, what what was your first year like in in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Even though uh, for me being down near uh, the Hampton Roads area and you being up in the Northern Virginia area and you going you coaching at a school that well, we won't get into the uh, the rivalry situation of it but uh you know what are your in your your first thoughts of your first year in virginia before we even talk about the world championships oh northern virginia has been great you know my first year i came uh on thanksgiving day i came out by myself and my family actually stayed back they lived in corvallis uh while i was out here took a job on an interim base but northern virginia is great a lot of opportunities a lot of things to do so i'm excited my family's finally moved out here i have three boys and you know, a lot of opportunities for our boys in wrestling, athletics, and, you know, the public school systems in, in the Northern Virginia area are uh, one of the best in the country. So, you know, it's, it's been great, and I'm excited to be here. How are you dealing with the traffic? Um, the traffic's <laughs> good, you know. I, I I come from the city. I live just a few miles north of Seattle. So, you know, traffic, I grew up, grew up in it, and, you know, in Corvallis, and my two years at South Dakota State, you guys not have to deal with it, but... You know, I got used to uh, managing the, the distance in time and not miles, so I'm adjusting pretty good. My wife, not so much. She's a small-town girl from, from Idaho, so she complains every day about the traffic. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you that uh, living in Brookings, South Dakota, and, and going to northern Virginia has got to be a, a crazy, crazy, uh, I guess, dichotomy of traffic. But uh, anyway, let's talk a little bit about your, your involvement with the uh, the World Championships. You're on the coaching staff. And, you know, talk us a little bit about how you got into that role. What was it like working with these athletes? Obviously, two women's world champions with Helen, Helen Maroulis and Adeline Gray. I mean, just talk us through the whole process and what that means, not just for you, but for George Mason University and in VAWA as a whole. Well, you know, I'm, I'm good friends with uh, Terry Steiner and Troy Steiner. Troy was my, my coach at Oregon State. He was my international coach when I wrestled in, in two world championships. So I, I got a strong relationship with him. We're, you know, best friends. We're like brothers. And through our relationship, I grew pretty close with Terry, you know. And a couple of years ago, I volunteered to, to take a, a team to Germany. And through that, you know, every year I've been on more and more trips. And 
this year, Coach uh, Troy Steiner and myself were unanimous picks to to represent the as uh, a coaching staff. So, you know, I was excited and, and blessed for the opportunity, and um, you know, work with the women. I've done it for a couple of years, and those girls are like professional athletes. They have laser focus. They want to be a world champ. They work just as hard as as the men do. So it was a pleasure working with them. Uh, as far as what it does for Vawa and George Mason, uh, you know, I was out at the Olympic Training Center for uh, most of the summer and, you know, working with the women. I was also working with the men's freestyle team and the cadet team, so that. So uh, I was able to speak with some potential recruits down the road and we were able to bring five of our George Mason guys out for the summer to, to train and compete. And, you know, George Mason is now, you know, at the Olympic Training Center working and and other coaches and other college programs are starting to take notice. So, you know, it was good for our program. And I want to thank Coach Russell and our uh, administration at George Mason for allowing me to be out there for the entire summer and, you know, miss the majority of work uh, to do this. So it was a great experience. Yeah, and Izzy, I gotta say, you 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 provide that balance in that wrestling room that it's not so so overly Greco because you know Joe Russell being being another guy from the Pacific Northwest, he he likes that Greco stuff. You got to balance him out on that freestyle stuff, right? Yeah, well, you know we got to do a little bit of both. You know we have guys that are you know very good at Greco, so he Carbo, winning universities and junior world uh, team member. But you know freestyle is my passion. You know I, I love the full wrestling, not just half wrestling. So. Uh, I tease Coach Russell. I tease Coach Russell all the time, but you know it's good. You know we know we think it's important, or we know it's important to, you know, to wrestle year round or wrestle in the spring and summer in order to have the success in the in the in during the college season. Now, with that success, how does that work with with being now you know now on with Vawa as a coach? I mean, what are you going to try to bring to that? Uh, you know, now now involved with the state association. Uh, just you know the exposure. You know, I've been all, all over the world and. You know, been able to coach, you know, world champs, and you know, I competed at the world championships myself. So just, just my experience, you know, and a big thing that I'm going to bring to the table is, you know, at workouts, at training camps, all like that. I'm going to be doing a lot of the workouts with the guys, you know, so kind of leading by example, and you know, and having these guys develop a chip on their shoulder that when we go to the the dual tournaments or Fargo, we're expected to win. You know, we're expected to win. We're expected to bring stop signs back to, to Virginia. So we kind of developed that little swagger. Now we're, we're a little ways into the show already, and we haven't even introduced our final co-host, and that is the man, the myth, the legend, the inventor of the Fairfax role, the hazard tilt, Brian Hazard, he also had a role out at the World Championships. He was one of the broadcasters, Matt's side for United World Wrestling. Brian Hazard, we spent a lot of time together, too much time in Las Vegas. Have you recovered yet, my friend? Uh, I have. I, I tell a lot of people when I go back to school, they were like, ah, nine days in Vegas. And I say, we could have been in the middle of, of Warrensburg, Missouri, or Brookings, South Dakota. And, Tashkent, uh, Uzbekistan. It, would, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, we didn't get to spend too much time in Vegas because uh, working with, with you and another Virginian, Kenny Berger, um, in the broadcast team, that was a lot of work. And, and you know, I can tell you, uh, you do your podcasts, and, and um, but the ability that you guys had to get the pronunciations for each athlete and, and uh, you know, making sure that people knew what was going on in the arena uh, was phenomenal. And I hope that I was able to do the same thing uh, on the web, doing the webcast for UWW to just 
give my uh, opinions and, and, you know, my perspective on, on the wrestling that was going on on Matt C. Matt C. Yeah. They don't, they don't number them like we, or they actually, they letter them. Of course they don't number them. It's A, B, C, D. I, there's a couple times I was like on Matt one, Matt A, you know, I, I made sure I also didn't say the, the dreaded, uh, the, the, the long word that means clear, other, a, syn- a synonym with clarification. I didn't say that one time, but, uh, correction. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so now we're, you know, we've, we've touched on that a little bit now, kind of open the floor a little bit. Uh, I want to bring Kendall back in the conversation because he had a chance to check out, uh, freestyle. He was out there obviously having wrestled in the Olympics and, and being known. Actually, Kendall, uh, as I as I say this, I turn back behind me and there's a giant, well, it's not a giant poster, but it's an old poster from Amateur Wrestling News that you signed for me a couple years ago. I just want to let you know that thing is still on my wall. It's right here at, at the home base of Matt Talk Online. So uh, you're right there. You've got top <laughs> billing right behind right behind, uh, right behind, behind where I sit right now. So Kendall Cross <laughs> in, in the Gumby era is, is sitting here in my, I don't have any pictures of Hazard or actually, there is a picture of Hazard and Swank somewhere in here. Uh, sorry, Andrew, I think you might be in one that are, it's on my camera. But uh, Izzy, we don't have anything yet either. So uh, we'll have to get a VAWA wall here soon. But uh, Kendall, what were your impressions? Obviously, you know, seeing Jordan Burroughs win a world title is, is always a special thing. But I, I want to say from, from where I stood, I wanted to get your impression on this. Is there not a more powerful thing? To sit there, obviously, you were there at the top of the podium. You know what it's like to go through that and feel those emotions of a wrestler winning an Olympic championship. What what was going through your mind when Kyle Snyder, at 19 years old, wins a world championship for the United States of America, and we got to hear the Star Spangled Banner on September 11th of all days? Yeah, you know, I mean, I was mixed on it, and just in terms of what I saw, you know, before it happened, and then once I got to see it happen, because. You know, I mean, what I thought going into it, going into his finals match was, man, this kid has the skill sets um, that, it, that it takes to win. And so part of me was not surprised, but then, you know, when you start to look at and you think about what exactly he did and, and his age, then all of a sudden it's it's like, wow, geez, you know, you, you sit back and think that's special. You know, it really is. Um, but you know what, for whatever reason, and, and I'm sure it has a lot to do with, his focus and his passion and, and, you know, from listening to the interviews the coaches had given um, before and after his finals match, you know, it just sounds like he had all of the uh, intangible tools that, that it takes to, to win at that level. And uh, so it was really neat. I mean, you know, see a 19 year old win a world title. It's the youngest that we've ever had. It's, it's history. You know, it's, it was really neat, but but uh, then again, going on the other side, you know what? The kid's good enough to do it. Doesn't matter how old he is, you know he's um, has a skill set, and 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 it proved, you know, he won. So it was it was really neat to see. What's that type of experience like? Obviously, the Olympics and the Worlds, they're, they're slightly different mindset, I guess. I mean, the Worlds are bigger in terms of total entries, but the Olympics obviously is the pinnacle. But, you know, you had a chance to win a gold medal on American soil. You know, what's that feeling like? What do you think Kyle Snyder was going through when he's on that podium and, he, and, he, and he's, he's watching the Stars and Stripes sit there with the anthem playing? Yeah, well, you know, that's, you know, that's, you know, the ultimate, you know, hearing, the, hearing your national anthem. You know, that's, it's, it's a crazy feeling, um, you know, in terms of the world championships versus the Olympics, you know, I, what I think is, you know, I'll just assume this because I actually, Jason never got to wrestle in the world championships. I never could make the team, um, in those years that we had the world championships 
And uh, so, you know, I made two Olympic teams, and those were the only two teams I made through seven years of trying to make teams. And um, so, but I just have to assume that, you know, being, you know, once you, you know, connect heads and, you know, grab fingers and get ties, it's just all the same. And, uh, you know, so the world championships like an Olympics, I think so. I think it's exactly like it. And, you know, I've even heard that the world championships, because of the sheer numbers, you know, more um, participants at each weight class, you know, maybe is, could it be tougher? Yeah, maybe so, you know, because not everybody in the, gets in in the Olympics, you have to qualify. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I, I would assume that the feeling would be very similar, whether you're wrestling for a world title because of how bad we want it, you know, being a world champion, you know, that's, you know, the ultimate, you know, being an Olympic champion, that's the ultimate. So, you know, I would, I would assume that it's the same thing. Now, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. Izzy, you're in a situation where, you know, you were in the coaching staff when, when Helen won her first world championship, uh, Adeline won her third, and then now you're, you're looking in, and I think the most emotional part of it for me watching these athletes wasn't, wasn't necessarily the world championships, but it was Lee Jane's provisor who is, you know, at 34 years old. She's had a child. She came back to wrestling. She got married. She's, you know, been on the, on the circuit a long, long time to, to, to break through and get a bronze medal. What was it like from a coaching standpoint to, to see it behind? Behind the curtain, behind the scenes, how those athletes just kind of rallied around each other. What was it like for you to be in that situation? Uh, it, was, it was great. You know, I had the opportunity. Lee Jane was assigned to me during the training camp, so you know, we, I got to work with her. You know, with the whole month leading in, and you know, she we knew she had the ability. We knew she worked hard, and what we really tried to focus was kind of sell her down. You know, kind of slow it down a little bit and, and tighten up that defense and. You know, she came to work every day, and her daughter was running around the mats while she's practicing. And you know, sometimes she she lose focus, but she always had good workouts. And you know, we actually thought she make she could make it to the finals. And you know, the semi she got caught in the headlock, and she actually recovered pretty fast. You know, she she came off the mat after she got you know headlocked in 17 seconds, and she said, "Hey, you know, it happens." You know, so. I think a younger Lee Jane would, uh, you know, kind of still struggle with that or embarrassed, but she came in focus and she knew she had an opportunity to, to win a medal and, you know, she, she did it, you know, so I think I was proud of her and, and everything that we worked on the training camps, she, she did, you know, in the whole tournament. So, you know, her hard work paid off. Now, I also want to now change gears over to Andrew a bit because uh, we've mentioned with, uh, you know, everybody's role, although, Bill, you were there as a spectator. We'll, we'll touch on that from, from your vantage point here in a moment. But Andrew, for those who are unaware, he was there from before we even started, and, and we spent a lot of time. Uh, me, Brian, and Andrew had a lot of dinners together at the, uh, well, I don't know, the French Marketplace Buffet or some, something like that. Whatever they gave us to eat, I can tell you it was better than Tashkent. But, uh, Andrew, you were in, in the volunteer pool here. You were basically helping with registration. And how many different languages? Languages did you try to master in about you know twenty four hours a day working at the registration as the athletes were coming in? None, just one, <laughs> just one, and you learn how to say "I'm sorry, go next door" really quickly. But uh, no, I, I arrived in Vegas on September fourth and uh, and spent the first five or six days working in the accreditation office where athletes, coaches, officials, press, Olympic execs, everyone. Um, that's there in an official capacity come to get their credentials. And, uh, uh, you know, fortunately I was able to spend the last five days working in the arena and watching a good bit of the action. Uh, it was a grind of a trip, but also very, 
very cool and rewarding to see how it all works behind the scenes. But um, you know, as Kendall and Izzy can uh, attest to, there the amount or uh, the level of mutual respect that exists among uh, the very best and and the the wrestling delegations from across the uh, the globe is is unreal. You know, uh, I mean, I I was I gave uh, I would received small gifts from uh, Iran, uh, Japan, uh, the Turkish delegation uh, just for being a gopher, you know, way down on the ladder. And, um, you know, it's pretty powerful when you see uh, people from all over the globe. But, um, you know, as Kendall mentioned, he and I spent some time together at the London Olympics and and I'm sitting there in the accreditation office and just slugging away at all this, you know, busy work. And, you know, various people are coming in. Some are Olympic champions and some are just translators. But all of a sudden, Valentin Jordanov walks in and, and he's a seven-time world champion, Olympic champion, and the only man to medal in 10 world championships. And he's the president of the Bulgarian Wrestling Federation. And no one else in the room knew wrestling. And, and you know, I almost wet my pants. I'm going, oh, oh God, you know, that's Jordanov. And I happened to meet him with Kendall. And, and so I hurried him to the front of the line and checked him in and, and got to visit with him. And, and he remembered catching up. So, um, it, hard to explain how cool that experience was, but it was, it was awesome. And, uh, um, you know, you, you gain a lot of respect for, for those countries that I mentioned. And, 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 and I got to sit across the table from the North Korean delegation and, and check in all their Democratic athletes. Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Let's let's get, get it <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, we, we were not allowed to say the, the the NK at all. Get it right, but no, uh, such such a cool experience. Um, uh, can't thank Harry Kalafanos, uh, the head of partnership marketing at USA Wrestling, and and uh, and those guys for uh, for asking me to be a part of it. And uh, you know, I look forward to uh, helping them next summer down in Rio for the Olympics as well. But it was it was an awesome uh, ten days out there. All right, Bill, you're here as a, you were here as a spectator. We actually we had planned to do a VAWA show while we were there, but uh, obviously with Andrew, Brian, myself, and everybody that was basically part of uh, Team Virginia out there as part of Team USA, we just didn't have any time. I mean, we had an office set up. We were going to be in Burger Suite. Although my wife wondered if me and Ken were both announcing the tournament, why he got the suite and I had to room with Chris Moen. But uh, that's that's another thing I got to talk with uh, USA Wrestling about. But you know, we planned to do the show and, and talk about all the things there. But Bill, you were there as a spectator and uh, obviously uh, not, not your first rodeo with going to, to, to big events. Well, what were your thoughts about uh, presentation? You know, obviously r- American fans don't get to see this level of freestyle very often. It had been since 2003, since the last world championships were here, at least in men's and women's freestyle. You have to go back to 1979, actually a day bef- day after I was born for the last time Greco had a world championship here on U.S. soil. So what were your general thoughts on, on uh, layout, uh, lodging, everything that kind of went in from the spectator side of things for the world championships well i you know from the presentation standpoint i thought the arena was really good um you know there were some uh repertoires in the greco where there weren't a lot of people in the arena but they were cheering like crazy and it sounded like there were still thousands of people there so uh you know i thought that was pretty cool uh it was good for the athletes even though people were you know waiting to come back to watch the metal rounds in the evening, and a lot of people got out of there so they can go spend some time in Vegas. Um, and by it, time, it, you mean money? Money, yeah. Um, you know, the, the arena still uh, was, was the sound was great for the athletes. I thought the presentation of the tournament was was awesome. 
Um, I thought our Virginia folks did a great job. Um, that was part of the, the presentation. I, the layout of the arena was good. Um, you know, it kind of moved around from place to place and didn't matter where you were at to watch. It was a good vantage point. And uh, I thought the uh, freestyle competition was just uh, phenomenal. Um, I think, you know, some of the rules changes we've seen in the last couple of years have really helped that a lot. And, and I thought it was uh, a lot more action than we've seen in recent years. Uh, a lot more scoring, um, guys taking more risk. Uh, so from that standpoint, I thought it was, it was outstanding. It was a great experience. I'm going to pitch us back to Kendall and Izzy first with Kendall and, and Bill touched on the rule changes a little bit. And uh, Kendall, you had, you had wrestled your career under a, a large part of the, the old, old, I guess what people would consider the good rules. Uh, and then they went to, and when you were making a comeback at this, this three period stuff, I mean, uh, now when you watch wrestling again, when you watch freestyle wrestling, it, it, it seems more like wrestling again, correct? Yes, you're exactly right. Jason. You know, I've got to echo what, what Bill said, you know, just in terms of, you know, the rule changes really affecting, you know, just the scoring, you know, and, and the previous way the scoring was, um, you know, prior to our changes um, were, they were just so, uh, well, it, it promoted, it promoted athletes, you know, it, it, you didn't, you weren't, you weren't, uh, uh, what do you call it? You weren't inclined to, to go and score. In fact, it was just the opposite. And when, you know, with the three, you know, the three periods you win, two out of three periods, you were actually uh, incentivized um, not to score. If you were the lesser of the two wrestlers, you know, like, you know, the example would be, you know, say, Jason, I'm wrestling you. You're better than me. Well, um, I'll I'll stop right there. Stop right there. I just want to hear, I want to hear you say that again. (laughs) No, no, sorry, sorry. Continue, continue. Not every day an Olympic champs is a non real world example. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to edit that out of the show, by the way. Well, you know, it just sounds good, you know, you know, it makes you feel good, you know. <laughs> okay, so anyway, I'm wrestling you. Um, you're better than me. You hear it again? Yeah, I got it. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just so, basking uh, right now. You know, uh, under the old <laughs> rules, I, I would be motivated not to score and try to take it zero to zero so I can get a ball pull, you know, pull the old ball out of the bag and try to, you know, hopefully uh, pull the right color out. It, it's, it was ridiculous. It was like, it was like a craps. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you just hope to, it's, there, there's so much luck involved. So, you know, now with the rule changes, oh my gosh, our matches are 10 to eight, 15 to 13. Um, you know, the, the, the points in some of the matches were, uh, it was just really cool to see somebody would get ahead by six or seven points and his opponent would come back and match it, you know, and then we have a barn burner and a finish. Oh my gosh, the guy wins by two, wins by one. Um, you know, so I, I really appreciate the, the new rules and I think it really, um, it brings the fans into the equation. It brings them back to understanding and knowing what we're doing. Um, that's one of the biggest problems that we've had is, you know, you know, how can the fans understand what we're doing? I don't even understand what we're doing, you know, with the old rules and, you know, so the closer we get to where even the experts in the field know what's going on, um, I think we're in the right direction and. You know, it was really it, the World Championship. Really, I think it uh, it was a, a, big, a big, you know, uh, an exclamation point to the new changes in the rules um, towards the better. You know, 
Yeah, I'm gonna circle over to Izzy on that kind of on that same point. Whereas Kendall wrestled with that the the old set of rules, and then you know his comeback was with this new set or the old bad set. I guess is the rules we want to forget, the rules we want to put in that ball bag and stomp on them. But uh, Izzy, most part of your senior level career was on this three period system, and now you're you're coaching in a situation where you can actually teach wrestling and coach wrestling again. What is you know how refreshing is it from a coaching standpoint to go through? Is like all right, we're we're wrestling again. Well, I've actually won some big matches under the old rules, and I've actually lost, uh, you know, some big matches under the old rules. So, yeah, just, you know, having it, the two, three-minute periods, which, you know, us as a, as a U.S. country, we, we pride ourselves on conditioning and attacking, so that kind of plays in our favor. And just the, the running score, you know, people understand. People don't know, you know, the ball grabber, the best two out of three periods, something like that. So, you know, at the end of the first period, you know what the score is, you know, at the end of the match, uh, you know, you, you know what you have to do to win. You know, if you're down by one, you got to score. Sometimes, you know, you, there's still, you know, point differential or who's got the biggest score. But, yeah, it's easier to follow for the fans, you know, the, the, the new rules. And I want to just kind of open it up to the to the rest of the group here. Obviously, everybody's got questions and comments, so I guess I guess I'll start with Hazard. Uh, you know, basically, uh, kind of an open forum on some things we liked, we didn't like things that uh, you know that impacted Vawa specifically. Uh, Hazard, your your time to go to the floor and stay away from those casinos. Uh, I was fortunate to do probably the best thing I've ever done as a dad, and uh, I flew my son out. And, and Larry Barnson, who ran, you know, ran the tournament for the Las Vegas group, uh, he allowed Tyler to work on the floor and uh, hand water to athletes or do whatever in the back. And um, so as a dad, we walked around in between sessions or at the sessions and took pictures with guys who, you know, we played fanboy as well. Um, you know, I tell you, one of the great things about our sport is – you, you look at some of the guys, like I'm on the elliptical machine and uh, Anatoly Belaglazov comes next to me and is riding the elliptical and has a normal conversation. Well, you know, the Belaglazov brothers, some of the best that have ever been. Um, that's why our sport's great. It's not like if you Michael Jordan were to be walking around the Orleans Casino. This, these were just normal guys who loved the sport. Um, I liked the fact that the casino or the hotel was connected to the arena and most people stayed there because in the evenings it, it was, it was great just to walk around and, and, and share time with folks, um, whether they be a, a fanboy like myself or, you know, an Olympic champion, um, like Kendall. So, um, I love the experience and I love sharing it with my son. And, uh, I can tell you that that's one of those memories that we're going to have forever. Andrew, your thoughts. It was so cool to see Brian and, and Tyler both there, and, and Tyler had an ear-to-ear grin, and and uh, I'm fortunate to be in between both of those guys uh, age-wise, but um, you know, I, I couldn't echo Brian's sentiments more in that uh, it was so cool to watch a friend of mine as a dad bring his son out who I've gotten to know and develop a friendship with and just see them both looking at each other, like elbowing each other going, this is so cool. And, and we got to hang out in the evenings. And uh, uh, th- that was awesome to see. And then the world, as everybody says, was just flat out awesome. Um, I, I hope that uh, UWW will see uh, the value of having it here in the States and we'll bring it back uh, sooner than 12 years down the road. Bill Swink. Um, yeah, I mean, I've already talked a little bit, but, you know, awesome experience. Um, I thought we did a great job hosting. Uh, 
Um, I, uh, I I like the nation versus nation competitions. I just think it adds to it, you know, with the pride of your country and everyone's pride in their country. Um, you know, some of the neatest things you would hear is when you hear Iranians rooting for guys from the USA because they're wrestling a Russian and the Russian guys, you know, rooting for uh, the Cubans or whoever. That's cool. And you can't get that experience um, if you only watch, you know, things that happen here in the United States with U.S. wrestlers and competitors. So I I really like that atmosphere, Um, you know, trying to uh, listen to – some of the Europeans and people from other places order food at the concession stand, you know, was, was interesting uh, because I saw one guy give up and he just took what the lady gave him because he wanted to eat and they weren't <laughs> communicating very well. So my, my friend, my friend, no problem. I just want the French fry. No problem. No, no problem. No problem. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay. So, you know, those types of things are just uh, great experiences in addition to the wrestling. And that was awesome. Kendall, your turn. Yeah, I, I kind of, you know, have the same sentiments as the rest of the guys, just in terms of, uh, you know, you know, who can't, who, who won't love that kind of experience, uh, just seeing the world championships and, you know, having competed in it, you know, it, um, it resonates a little deep, um, you know, just, uh, you, you relive it and you put yourself in their shoes. Um, and, you know, gosh, what was I thinking then? What, you know, um, you know, and just, uh, you know, relating to it, you know, so it was, it was an awesome experience for me. You know, the last, uh, a couple of Olympics, um, you know, I was involved in a coaching level. So it was like, you know, being almost too close to the trees to see the forest. And, um, so this was one of the first times that I've got to sit back and, you know, spectator and watch and, and observe and, um, take it in. And, you know, it was really neat that it was in the States. It hasn't been in the States since, uh, what, 2003. And, uh, you know, so, it, again, I'd you know, like to just reiterate what was said. You know, it would be nice to have it again here. And and maybe, uh, you know, the, the uh, UWW will recognize it as um, a place that we can frequently have the world championships. Yeah, Izzy, with the, with the coaching as, aspect of it, I mean, what, what what opportunities did you get outside of coaching to kind of take in the tournament? Um, I think we were, we were pretty much coaching the whole time. You know, we were preparing once we got there a few days before Greco was going, and once the tournament was going on, you know, we, had, we were coaching and getting the girls ready and competing, and then as soon as that day was over, we had a team meeting, and we were game planning, we were up, you know, until 1, 2 in the morning watching film on, on our next day. So we, we just, we were there coaching the whole time and not much to do time to do anything else. And then, you know, the last day after Jordan Burroughs won his uh, world title, I caught a red eye, you know, right back. So uh, the whole time you're, you're busy. You know, I didn't go on the strip once. I didn't get to experience much. You know, you're working the whole time. Hey, hey Kendall, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, you, you've been a competitor and a, and, a, and a coach at these kind of levels and, you know, between uh, Bill, Andrew and I and, uh, and and Jason, you know, working, but we're all coaches as well. As a spectator, uh, does your blood boil the same way? Do you get as excited for matches or are you able to sit back, relax and, and enjoy the show? 
Um, you know, you know, I think for the most part, uh, I, I do or am able to sit back and relax and watch the show. Um, when it comes to some guys that I'm uh, emotionally uh, invested in, then it does become like you know I get I get nervous. And, you know, I want the outcome to uh, go my way. But, you know, up in the stands, you don't have any control. And so it's almost worse, you know, and even as a coach, you know, like Izzy, you know, and by the way, just real quick, a little sidebar, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of yours and, and um, you know, I, I want to congratulate you for what you've done with the women. You know, the G's this year was big for you guys, you know, world champions, multiple. And um, it's, a, it's a really cool thing to see. You know, and, and believe me, uh, I don't have a lot invested in the women in terms of working with them. The guy was really cool to see how they did. You know, it was, it was fun to watch. And um, yeah, it was good. good. It was good. You know, they, they worked their butt off and, you know, give Coach Steiner a lot of credit because he puts his heart and soul in the end of that program. Sure. As well as, as do you, you know. And it's uh, really good to see the fruits of that labor. Thank you. Definitely. So as we, we finish up, I just want to kind of close with a few of my thoughts, and maybe we can touch on that well, because uh, – you know, uh, hey, I'd well, like to do a couple of announcements, Jason. Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead. It's your, okay. it's your, you're stroking um, the check. It's your show. Yeah. <laughs> well, first, like, you know, I'd like to thank Izzy and, and Kendall for being on. That was awesome to have uh, you guys on the show tonight. Um, I'll remind everybody, Kendall will be at Episcopal on Friday, October the 23rd. Um, you can find that information on FirginiaWrestling.com. He'll also be at American University on Sunday, the 25th. We will get some information um, about that out on our social media, Twitter, Facebook. Look for that. Uh, the 24th, again, Val will be doing clinic down at uh, UVA. We'll, that information will be posted soon. And uh, I'd like to announce this will be uh, the first time to the public. We're getting ready to put it on the website and stuff, but we haven't done it yet. Um, we uh, have expanded our coaching core. Uh, we ha have hired a coaching coordinator, and that gentleman will be Roy Hill. And we've also hired three um, coaches. Uh, Izzy Silva uh, will be on the coaching staff along with uh, Mark Strickland and Sonny Close. So uh, we'll have four people um, working to – improve uh, especially the international styles in Virginia so uh, congratulations to all those guys and, and that's kind of breaking news here for us so um, again that's uh, some of the things we have coming up good deal Bill that's that's that's, that's some people we know pretty well that's uh, some people we know uh, very well now is he is he making his appearance here on the show and I can uh, now finally play off the whole uh, George Mason Old Dominion thing a little bit, but uh, it's it's two up, two down as far as we're concerned here. But uh, I, right. I just, I just want to close with a couple thoughts, and that, that involves a lot of the guys on this call. And um, what's funny, I actually want to tell a quick Kendall Cross story before we, we go anywhere. This isn't about foosball. This isn't about me beating him or anything or him or me being much better than him, like he had said twice previously on the program. But, uh, okay, so 2012, uh, this is after Jordan Burroughs, uh, when, actually, it's the night, the last night, the freestyle party. Burroughs has got his gold. Jake Varner won a gold earlier that day. And we, we go over to the, the freestyle party. We, I, it was a hard time. It was down at Piccadilly Circus. And then I'm there with, with Royce Alger 
and uh, Ryan Morningstar. And uh, later, we end up, me, Alger, and Morningstar end up in a rickshaw trying to get back to the back to the underground. I lose my oyster card, and we were with Kendall earlier. We, we like we we all lost each other. I think that was when Mike Novogratz might have foot swept you, but uh, that's a different story entirely. <laughs> but uh, so basically, we get we get around. We, we finally get back to the subway. We're trying to get the last train back to the University of East London. And uh, me, Royce, and Morningstar are, are walking down the stairs, and then there's Kendall sitting there waiting for the train. He looks, he's like, "You got to be kidding me!" It's like how we found him at this stop. So, and Kendall actually saved me the rest of the trip because he was going home that morning. Gave me uh, his oyster card because I had lost mine. That's the card to get on the on the underground. So you saved it, your oysters. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> saved your oysters, and, it, and that would have saved me so much of a headache because me, Morningstar, and Alger the next day did like a haunted pub crawl because we had an extra day before the flight came. So Kendall is actually directly responsible <laughs> for me spending an entire day and night with Royce Alger. So, uh, geez, are um, you sure you, you want to thank for me for that? <laughs> are you sure you want to thank me for that? Uh, who knows? But anyway, as, as far as that was, I told you that story to get it out the way. But, but this story here is how it how it relates because. You know, if it wasn't for Virginia arresting Vawa, I don't know where my career would be because it was these guys that that said, "Hey, we got an extra ticket to go to Fargo. Do you want to go?" When I'm a 19 year old uh, starting this little website called Matt Talk Online, and and to there to to now, you know, I don't know what 17, 18 years later. I got the opportunity to announce the the world championships. Uh, even though I live in Minnesota, I, I still I still am a Virginian, and get to get to do it with, with Ken Berger, who I've known since high school. To to sit there and sit around a table with Brian Hazard and Ken, and and work from team uh, team Virginia, basically making sure that the people at home and the people in the arena, you know, got to know who the people were, how many medals they won. You know, even the you. I mean, Izzy, you've been in this situation where you've been you know representing an, a, another country, yet you wrestled at college in the state. And I made sure we called out every one of those athletes who were representing Bulgaria, Slovenia, Uzbekistan, wherever. So those were the little points of pride for me to be able to do it with Brian Hazard and, and Ken Berger and to be, be and see Andrew all the time. And, you know, have, sit there and walk through uh, dinner and see, you know, S Steve Crocker, Bill Grubbs, Bill Swink. It just it really made me proud to know that Virginia is doing things not just on the state national level, but we had an impact in the world level. And personally, that that just made me really proud to know that I wasn't just doing this on my own. I had, I had my friends there with me. I had, I had my wrestling family from Virginia there. So from me to you, gentlemen, thank you very much. I, you know, I, I couldn't have done it without Brian Hazard buying me a tall boy uh, to, to get me through some of those meetings. So, uh, gentlemen, that, that's just my Virginia take on the World Championships. You know, I, I would fathom a guess that uh, the executive committee of VAWA probably had the most amount of of people in Las Vegas, um, you know, Gary Davis, now Bill Grubbs, uh, Bill, Steve Crocker, myself, it, you know, that, that's pretty cool. And, and, you know, I really see us making a, a large impact on the national scene because we're visible and that's going to make the kids come out. And I, I think it's just awesome. Yeah, and there's some Virginia guys everywhere, too. Christian Piles from Flow is from Virginia. T.R. Foley from UWW is from Virginia. Eric Olanowski was there helping out. He's from Virginia. There's Virginia guys everywhere. Kendall, you know that? You know, it ain't just all Mustang, Oklahoma now. There's Virginia boys are taking over. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to get Kendall's oh, yeah. high gut over here. we got to teach all these kids how to high gut like Jack Mueller, and uh, then we'll be good to go. There you go. All right, Friday the 23rd, man. Hot gut. <laughs> there you go, October 23rd. <laughs> And with that, we'll wrap up Episode 8 of the Virginia Wrestling Roundup. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and 
any of your podcast platforms of choice. So for Olympic champion Kendall Cross, women's national team coach Izzy Silva, and of course, I've I got to mention George Mason, George Mason's assistant coach Izzy Silva, just because I have to. No, I'm just kidding. Izzy. So for Kendall, Izzy, Andrew Farah, Bill Swink, Brian Hazard, my name is Jason Bryant. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you'll see a lot more of us at World Championships and uh, the Olympics in Rio. We'll revisit that in 2016. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.